Yeah, hey guys, this is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies Podcast, giving a big shout out to my main man Charles at Nervophone Podcast. Tune in, dial in, listen to his podcast, it's good value. He's a nice guy too. So, enjoy your ear candy and have a great day. Peace out, yeah! Thank you for tuning in to Nerve of the Phone Podcast. This is your host, Charles. I want to talk to you real quick. Thank you for listening today. I wanted to talk to you about uh, the support button. It's everywhere that this is advertised and published. Um, if you click the support button, you could donate $1 per month to this fine little show, and we really could use it right now. If you could do so, please click the link in the description and support the show by donating $1 per month. Thank you. Need something delivered? Do you need dinner? Groceries? Did you forget to stop and buy that bottle of tequila? Postmates is here for you. If you haven't tried Postmates before, we have a great deal for you. Just by setting up a new account and using the code IndieFood, you will be eligible for $100 in delivery fee credits for the first seven days of your membership. Don't wait. Go to Postmates.com and use the code IndieFood. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-O-O-D. Postmates. Anything, anytime, anywhere. Postmate it. Welcome back to Nerd with a Phone Podcast, where it is always time to get nerdified. I'm your host, Charles. How are you? Hope everything is fine. Hope you're healthy, safe, and happy at this moment in time. Um, if you want to know what's going on with me, you can check out the previous episode entitled, COVID-19 Can Kiss My Blank. <laughs> yeah. But tonight's episode, as you may, some of you may have guessed by the music, I want to talk about... Batman, the 1989 NES game, not the movie, this is going to be a game review, uh, we'll get to that in just a minute, but first we're going to have some news headlines for you, coming up next. Alrighty guys, and welcome into the episode, we're going to get into some quick news headlines for you, um, we're going to keep a running total here, this is day number two now of quarantine, basically is what it's boiling down to, the full 100% staying in my room at all times, except to go pee. Food's actually being brought up to me and everything, so I got nothing better to do at the moment than sit here and talk to you, so we'll get into it. We're going to have some fun. Okay, this first article comes to us from Inverse.com. Inverse.com, all right? Today is actually the 10th anniversary of Red Dead Redemption's original release. And since its 2010 launch, the Western has evolved into the richest and most immersive open-world franchise Rockstar has ever created. But what if we told you that the RDR universe is so expansive that it's actually part of the Grand Theft Auto universe? There's a lot of weight to this long-running fan theory, and there's plenty um, of this. Uh, there's a plenty distant chance that we might even see more clues in, to support that claim in the future when GTA 6 is finally released. Over the years, Rockstar has built a reputation of linking its games by sly Easter eggs and references. And there are countless references to Grand Theft Auto game, other 
Grand Theft Auto games and GTA Five. So there's plenty of reason to believe that they that they Rockstar would include Easter eggs for other series, including Red Dead Redemption. Now you can read the rest of the article for yourself over at inverse.com. Indie Blast Podcast Network. Legend has it, in early 1900, a young lady was raped, murdered, and hung under the Hogback Bridge in Hermitage, Pennsylvania. To this day, if you drive up to the bridge after midnight, turn your car off, leave your keys on the bridge, after five minutes, your car will not start. A green light will come up from underneath the bridge towards your car, or worse yet, the ghost of the murdered girl is in the back seat of your car. This and many other stories can be found on Ghosts in the Valley podcast available on iTunes and all other downloaded sites. This is Al Cooley from Ghosts in the Valley. It wasn't, it wasn't even a cool dog like a Rottweiler. <laughs> no, it was like, no, a schnauzer. schnauzer almost took me off the earth. <laughs> So, did you drink a lot? Did you yeah. uh, do drugs? I mean, what? Yeah, I, yes, to both. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I, I was an ass. Really? For the bulk of those years. Okay, just and like, what, you mean arrogant? The, the arrogant, it was just all about Phil Moon, whatever Phil Moon could do to benefit Phil Moon. Okay. Uh, and I didn't care who I walked on, who I stepped on, who I angered. Have you ever passed someone on the sidewalk and wondered what their story is? What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? I'm Nathan Wade, and I'm the host of Everyone Has a Story podcast. Each week, we interview an average person and explore the events that have impacted, shaped, and molded them into the individuals they are today. In this world of vicious social media rants and bitter partisan politics, we need to put the Facebook down, shut the Fox News or CNN off, and take our neighbor a plate of cookies. I'm trying to do my small part here to bring people a little closer together. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy chair, and join me in on the conversation. Everyone Has a Story releases a new episode every Monday morning. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also listen and subscribe at everyonehasastorypodcast.com. Remember, everyone is unique. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Okay, guys, thank you for being so very patient and listening through those commercials. I'm assuming you did. If you did, I thank you very much. Now, okay, we're going to do some shouts out real quick again to Nate Edwards of Everyone Has a Story podcast here on IndieBlastNetwork.com. He is the founder of IndieBlastNetwork.com. And uh, I wanted to particularly call out his most recent episode, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, Miss Linda Plunkett called into the dungeon. Uh, from a brain tumor to fibromyalgia, Linda has quite a story. So listen today 
on IndieBlastNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. It's a really cool episode. I listened to it. And, um, yeah, everybody should check that out. And, uh, you know, tell them the nerd with the phone sent you. If you leave an Apple Podcast review, won't you let Nate know I sent you over there, okay? All right. On to our next headline here before we get into our review. And here we go, guys. All right. So, as many people know, um, the uh, ESPN has a documentary out right now called The Last Dance. And it's all about the 97-98 championship season of the Chicago Bulls. And that documentary takes its title from um, the playbook that Phil Jackson had drawn up for that year, excuse me. And, yeah. (laughs) So, in the wake of this documentary, all kinds of news articles are coming out, of course. And I may or may not do a um, review of that in the future. Um, It has kind of inspired me to maybe want to do a separate podcast all about sports. We'll see what happens. But uh, this headline caught my attention, and it's from CBSSports.com. Michael Jordan's daughter, Jasmine, used to Google her father to find out why he was so important. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, on Sunday night, The Last Dance aired, unfortunately, its last episode. The 10-part documentary series covering Michael Jordan and the 97-98 Chicago Bulls has brought up plenty of great memories and also... It's been revelatory in many ways as young fans learn about the older generation and how everyone enjoys never-before-seen footage and untold stories until now. But while it's no surprise that viewers are getting new understanding of his heiress, Michael Jordan, and the Bulls, you may be surprised that his daughter is as well. In a recent interview with the Associated Press, Jasmine Jordan explained what the experience has been like for her. Just a kid during Jordan's playing days, she said she's been texting him nonstop to talk about the episodes and admitted she's basically watching like a fan rather than a family member. And you can read the rest of the CBS article at cbs.com. Again, the... uh, the item is called Michael Jordan's daughter, Jasmine, used to Google her father to find out why he was so important. All right, and we are going to talk NES Batman now. <laughs> and that Michael Jordan's daughter article still has me reeling in laughter. Um, anyhow, yeah, so Batman 1989 NES, um, well, Famicom, Famicom in Japan 1990 NES. Um, and uh, the title of this episode is just Batman spelled backwards if you all didn't catch on to that joke yet. Um, <laughs> Nambat. It's also 
a angry video game nerd reference. Shouts out to James Rolfe. Hope you're doing okay. Uh, another bit of news, uh, sadly, uh, when it comes to that. Any fans of James Rolfe that uh, haven't been following his channel for a bit, cinemasker.com, um, recently his cat passed away at uh, somewhere between 13 and 15 years old, I believe, they said. And um, it's a black cat, and people that have been following my channel uh, understand uh, that I had a cat pass away uh, back in uh, 2018 uh, in the summer. Um, that was also a black cat. So, I mean, just another weird coincidence going down um, with, between me and the angry video game nerd. I swear it's just coincidences, most of it, um, you know. Nerd did inspire me to name my podcast Nerd with a Phone podcast. But other than that, I, I tend to try to do my own thing. And this is, um, I, I know James has an episode about Batman NES, so uh, I, I need to acknowledge it up front. But um, this, is, this is me. My opinions of Batman NES are coming up right now. This game has a pretty interesting development um, for a licensed title um, in that it's pretty much not all that special when it comes to what happened, um, basically, which was common practice at the time and probably still is. Um, while the game was in development, it was in development as a Batman title already, the movie came out. So they decided to adapt the game that was already in progress to the movie. Alright? While Batman... there's I'm talking about other games here. While Batman and Batman the Caped Crusader were not based on a movie, this game in particular was. And the prototype version of Batman NES had some, some very significant differences, such as a one-up icon and an entirely different cutscene scenarios. The game's original last boss was Firebug, and there was no Joker boss. Instead, Batman defeats the Joker in the ending cutscene. The art and the dialogue were changed from the prototype to the final version to better reflect the look, feel, and events from the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, critical reception. Uh, the NES version has received positive reviews. All game editor Brent Allen Weiss called the game one of the best superhero games for the NES. And the NES version has is also considered by many players, including this reviewer, to be one of the most difficult games ever released on the system. And that soundtrack, as you heard in the episode earlier, is one of the best soundtracks from the NES, if not in all of video gaming history. And that masterful score was produced by, and I'm going to butcher this man's name, so I apologize to anybody listening in Japan, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> uh, the composer's name is Noki Kodakai, 
No, not Kodakai, Kodaka. Noki Kodaka. Alright. Yeah. Noki Kodaka. Uh, very, very good soundtrack. And the game is worth it just on that alone. Um, <clears throat> but it is very fun to play. I'm playing through it right now, actually. And if you saw YouTube earlier today, you might have caught me live where I actually held up the cart. And I want to give a quick shout out again to Secret Headquarters, located in Evansville, Indiana, over on North First Avenue, across from Subway. Great video game store, and they're reopening up with all the precautions in place and everything like that. So if you need a video game, you should head over there and check them out. They've been very, very good to this podcast and me. All right, and we're going to continue the review here by saying I very much love Batman the movie video, Batman the movie video game, Batman the video game, as it's properly called. I have a very fun time with it, and that soundtrack is amazing and everything. But um, the one game I've never been able to get another copy of, I was only ever able to rent it from the video store in the little small town I lived in at the time. And uh, the sequel to Batman the Video Game uh, was a game called Batman Return of the Joker. It was released in 1991 and is the follow-up to Sunsoft's first Batman game on Nintendo NES. But unlike that game, which was based on Tim Burton's Batman. Return of the Joker is entirely self-contained and based more on the modern comic book irritation of Batman. However, Batman's uh, The Batmobile and The Batwing from the 89 film make appearances in the game. There was also a remake of Return of the Joker titled Batman Revenge of the Joker, and that's available on the Sega Genesis by Ringler Studios, and that was released in 1992. There was a Super Nintendo version, a Super NES version of Revenge of the Joker in development, but that was never released. I don't know if there's prototypes of that floating about, if or if somebody's put it on ROM. That would be pretty cool to check out. But uh, Batman NES... It is a very good game. All right. And uh, that's just about going to wrap up this episode of the Herbal Phone Podcast. Make sure you check out the rest of IndieBlastNetwork.com. I mean, most of us, a lot of us are in quarantine right now. I've got nothing else to do. So uh, put on Everyone Has a Story. Put on stories of your and yours. Put on all the great shows on IndieBlastNetwork.com. And make sure you check out other intriguing shows. Not part of Indie Blast, but we're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to convince them every day. Come on over to Indie Blast. It'll be a blast. Um, Grave Girls Podcast. And the Nerd Corpse Podcast. Two I'm just going to call out. And uh, you guys are the best audience. And I appreciate you so much. For... Dreadful Rock 574. I'm Charles Haig, your nerd with a phone. You've been you. Make sure you follow 
Remember with the Fumble Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and I'm Nerd with a Phone One over there. Be safe. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.